Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The home straight. The home straight. Kaya FM 95.9. Half past eight on Kaya FM 95.9. And if you just tuned in, you missed a great conversation with Busio Mugwena talking football development, focusing on women's football. And the conclusion we come to is that in order to improve uh, the standard and also the numbers of young girls getting into the game. We need more schools, leagues across the country, like the Sunfoil, which was recently launched by Safa here in Soweto. And we also need more than one high-performance center focusing on women's football at the elite level. Right now, it's at Tux, uh, the school sports there, uh, but we need more around the country, one in every province. I know we will get there one day if we are prepared, especially to roll up our sleeves. Like this man who joins me in studio, he knows all about rolling up his sleeves and getting out on the road to do the training. It was called the wettest two oceans in history. That was back in 1992. A young Israel Morake took the line honors in a time of three hours and 15 minutes and was a two oceans marathon champion. He also, of course, uh, finished in the top five at the Comrades Marathon and uh, finished as the first South African back in 1991. A glittering ultramarathon CV, a springbok as well before he was winning ultramarathons. A man uh, who is uh, 16 years old with 45 years of experience. Braizi, thank you so much for joining us here on the home straight this evening. Thank you to you guys. And uh, this is KFM, capital KFM. I say thank you to you guys. All I can say is, yes, 45 years experience, and yes, 16 years age. So I'm here to stay. <laughs> 16 years young and still mm. looking fresh. Uh, he still runs 40 minutes for 10K. Can you imagine at 61 years old? Let's go back to the beginning. When did you start running and say to yourself, you know what, I think I'm going to run? Huh, now you're asking me. I used to play soccer at school because then in my day, schools had uh, competitions. Schools had uh, these inter-competitions and a whole lot of things were happening. Unlike today, today that has died. So I happened to run because I was training. It was an off season for us in soccer at the age of 16, 17. And then I happened to be in Renbeck that day. And when I got to Renbeck, one guy said to me, hey, listen, maybe you should stop kicking that thing. <laughs> <laughs> because you're running good. And I was, tra- I was running time trial at RAC. Okay. And that was a hilly time trial. And Very hilly, on the Tuesday evening. On a Tuesday evening. And I did 29 minutes. My first one, okay, look, I... I, ha, I 29 pa- minutes, 8Ks for I, your first one on a hilly I, one. I passed, yes, I passed. And then this guy said to me, now listen, you watch. Go for running. Since then, I never looked back. He supported me, gave me a pair of shoes. Who is this guy? Jan uh, Lowe. He actually... I don't know where he is. Uh, Jan Lowe, his son is in uh, Denmark, Eric Lowe, and he gave me a pair of shoes and he said, let's go run a fun run. We went to a fun run and I got a chopper bicycle in uh, Weed Bank and then I thought, hey, listen. Oh, what was this, five case? Uh, it was an eight kilometer fun run. Uh-huh. So I won it and then I got a chopper bicycle and then, then I thought, this is where it starts and I'm not looking back. And I went to my mama and said, 
That was the mentality. Israel Murake talking to us on the home straight here. The show where we uh, uh, where we share the transformative power of sport. And just in the beginning of that story, you hear there how sport, as a young man, was already starting to change his life. This was when? In the 80s, in the 70s? Again, you're still asking. Yeah, I forgot all these things. But uh, I would be safe by saying it was in 1979. 1979. 1979, yes. You become negative, you yeah, never you, achieve, you never you, do anything. You become trouble yourself, yes. So I look at the good ones and then I found my ways and then I've, I chose friends and it all started there when I went with other runners. Mm. So mm. when did you then say, as you said, you went home, you told your mother, running. when did you say, I want to be a springbok? Because that was a big deal then. Your story is similar to that of Titus Mamabolo, who was here last year sometime. He said he also started Ka football and then he became the first black springbok there in 1974. When did you decide, I want to be a springbok? In 1980, I decided, uh-uh. Uh, I saw guys like uh, Batswadi, Matthews, Titus, my friend, he's, he was then, oh, oh. He was something else. Winning everything. He was something else. Those are the guys that can come back to running and teach these runners something they can't even find on a Google. When they Google, they can't find what some of us can tell them, you see. So Tatas was a super athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you saw these guys and you said, I want to be like them. I said, these are the guys I'm going to chase and these are the guys I'm going to beat. Well... They beat me all the time, but I kept on saying yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy, easy. So, so tell us the first race that you won, uh, the first big race that you won, where you felt like, ah uh, oh, man, this is a wonderful, a wonderful achievement for me. All my hard work is paying off. I think I would put my head on a block because there's so many races that I've been lucky to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Sun City Marathon, it's the biggest suspect. Yeah, I think that's a race I went in and I won in a very slow time then. And what well, do you remember the time? I did around 2.30. 2.30, yes. 2.30 yeah. and uh, today they would say there was uh, no uh, good runners. But I don't look at it that way because if I look at all my uh, career, I ran maybe slow times beat a good field because I was actually doing things differently from other guys. I was looking at saying today, like two oceans, it was rainy and I knew it's going to be tough. Then I said, I'm the toughest here. I will always look at even uh, if the course is hilly, I would say, I will be there. Mm-hmm. I will be there. You see, so the first guys did me all the time the, your polilia was your demon is all the time your guys were coming with that uh, <laughs> that th- that 1305 from the track 1310 uh, they, they they gave it to you but on the tough courses you prevailed on the tough courses i would actually raise my hand and say hey listen this is it now so you know? so let's go back to that 
wet to oceans in 1992 and for those tuning in it's the voice of israel Murake. he won the race in 1992 and if you ever run to oceans on a wet day was it five years ago when the the, the finish line was like a dam water everywhere mud everywhere and uh, that's what it was like when this man won the race tell us about that day the day yes it was raining then the first thing that came to my mind was listen this race is might be hard because uh, we would be wet shoes would be wet and everything so i better conserve and be conservative and uh, have more strength towards the end but last year the previous year before that year i came second on the same race so i knew the route who beat you the year before uh, it was uh, i think some a guy shabalala i'm mm-hmm. not sure about the name here shabalala i haven't seen him for a while now and then i said to him after that when i came second and i said next day i'll come with the same time i'll come here and i want to see and god was on my side when the uh, the next year it happened to rain and yes i actually he was in the race as well oh yeah he was in the race as well yes and the late uh, Magawana, the record holder. Yes, and, yes, Mr. 303. Oh, Mr. 303, oh, super guy. Yeah, and uh, I happen to be the luckiest on the day as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's Kai FM 95.9. You're listening to The Home Straight. And uh, we are just uh, going down memory lane, sharing some history, some ungoogleable nuggets, as Israel Murake here, who joins us, would tell you. And... Um, He's here, of course, to share some of his memories with us, but also he's here, importantly, so we can learn from him. And as you're saying, you know, what, what, what can be learned from all the old runners yourselves, the Titus, Mama Bulos, the Tulele Singhais, the late, the Tulani species and others. What's the most important thing when you, when you look around? Because certainly for me, it, it seems to be getting better in the last two or three years. But there was a time, maybe 10 years ago, where I felt, ah, South African running, we are really losing our way badly. We're getting hidings everywhere around the world. And we've got talent. And when I see guys running, they're running every weekend. Then you ask yourself, why? This guy's got talent. You see a guy who was promising a few years ago. Now he's nowhere. What can be learned, especially from someone like you, who maybe wasn't the fastest, but was able to get the results? You see, South Africa has got a lot of talent. And it's like cream, lot of cream, but there's a lot of cream here in South Africa. The thing is, uh, we look at basics, number one. And then today's runners, unlike us, they think differently because this is today, not yesterday. In my day, I would think basic things that, okay, right, am I ready for this race? How am I going to train for this race? I put those things together. You know, you start putting a plan as if it's a business. You put your plan down. Once you put your plan down, you know you are not uh, gonna fail. But if you fail to plan, you will. You, you plan to fail. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's trouble. And this is your dream. When you're going to run a race like Comrades or, or Two Oceans, it is your dream on the day. You want to do uh, whatever time you want to do. So now the secret here is go down the line by planning what you want to do and how you want to do it. And then that way it's easier. Unlike going out and say, I'm going to run to oceans, but 
your longest run was maybe 35 kilometers, but you're going to run uh, 56 and you haven't been on the road for like maybe your three hours, but you're expecting to run four hours on, on two oceans, then it's a problem already mm-hmm. you are creating. And it's enough of us dying just <laughs> because of these problems. No, please. So, so the most important thing, and, and this applies whether you're an elite athlete or whether you are going for sub-finish, as they call it, sub-halala, you must have a plan. You must have a plan. Even the sub-12s, they must have a plan. You know, if you don't have a plan, the plan will have you and you're in trouble. Once the plan has you in their corner, then you're in trouble. You better have the plan on your corner then you're right you are talking about me bra easy i once went there to comrades there i don't know how long ago it was and um i didn't have a plan i just ran marathon yay oh hell oh 11 hours 54 minutes of sheer hell from start to finish i never want to experience that again so now if i'm not ready for the race i'd rather not run so you you need a plan now as we approach two oceans in just two weeks' time and Comrades Marathon happening on the 9th of June, for those two races where you have performed well, someone listening at home, because you're also sharing this knowledge with people in your own club in Ismo. I know in the past you've coached athletes. Um, what should they be doing for two oceans first and then for Comrades? Okay. Uh, just to correct it, I still coach. This is the love of my life. Uh, yes, Ismo is pushing things here. Mm-hmm. But uh, my advice to athletes that are going to run two oceans now, I think today is the 8th. Yes. And two oceans is 12 days to come. On the 20th of April. Yes. And there's not much time for you to get fitter or unfitter. Now it's time for you to say to your body, thank you, my body. You've done well. And then take your mileage down and just a little bit now. There's nothing that can change now. Mm-hmm. between now and whatever you did don't blame yourself you did it now it's finished just try to check yourself to be ready for the day and go out there to enjoy the day don't be too critical with yourself because you're going to get disappointed you see mm-hmm. yeah go out there and enjoy yourself but don't go and say get la bona you should have trained you should have trained according to a time that you're going for yes you, you should have trained according if you're going to run four hours or, or five hours uh, two oceans you should know exactly that you are ready for your four minutes a kilometer you are ready to go past 10 kilometers maybe in 42 minutes or 40 minutes and then all that but if you haven't planned and go past a 20k mark in two hours, then it's a problem already because now you're early, you're going to pay, you're going to pay, and then, uh, or maybe less or more, but you're gonna pay, you know. So, the best thing now is to speed just to tell your body thank you a little bit, just give uh, easy runs. And if you've been doing 150, for instance, a week. This is a time where you should be looking around 67. Well, I would be looking around 67 because there's nothing I can mm. do now. So rest, relax, get yourself in the right frame of mind, says Israel Marake. For Comrades, Comrades is about, uh, what, it's the 8th of April, it's on the 9th. So almost exactly two months away. Yes. What can be done now? Because what you always hear about Comrades is that April, April is the magic month. That's when you are supposed to work. Yes, uh, if I've got like two months to go, you see... That's why I say we differ. I would cut 
chunks on my months. Uh, if I if I train for comrades, maybe if I put like three months, I'll give four weeks of uh, LSD, which is a long, slow run. Long, slow distance run. Yes. yes. And then uh, the the second four weeks, I will up my game by putting more strength and more long re- longer reps. And then your time trials. Well, those days we preferred uh, the tough time trials. You know the yeah, yeah the, the RAC, the Wanderers. Yes, yeah. the monsters, t- tough runs. But the last four weeks, obviously, you should go for easy races where you nail it. Because the aim here and the trick here is if you're going to run, uh, if I go out and run comrades, for instance, I say to myself, right, if I run four minutes a K, by the time I get to 80K mark, I would be five hours 20. So would that give me anything, any joy there? If I say yes, then I'll stick to that. But I will train for that. I'll try to put that on my paper that I can run uh, 10 kilometers in less than four minutes that I'm planning to run. Because it's always wiser to, if you're planning to run four minutes a kilometer, the whole race, then train for sub four minutes all the time. Let your body know that. Teach your body to respect. Teach your body to listen. Your body will listen to you. You know, because I always say the mind can be your worst and the mind can be your best. Hmm. It's how you teach it that will take you wherever you want to go. We're listening to the wisdom of Israel Muraki, And of course, uh, we will share his details because he is still working with uh, young people. He has coached many athletes uh, with his ISMO Athletic Club, the Israel Muraki Foundation, on the back of his success as a marathon and ultra marathon distance athlete, uh, especially in the 80s and the 90s, sharing some of his wisdom with us as we get into ultra marathon season. Now, you've shared that wisdom with us. There are people that are listening here to the home of the Afropolitan thinking, Mutubwa sense. Are people listening? Because sometimes I find that uh, when yourselves, people like yourselves uh, speak, they say, ah, man, they went running for money, things are different now. Are people receptive to, to your message? And have you had success in guiding some people at your own club? Yes, uh, I'm, I'm actually even busy now uh, guiding some people that I think they would be up there very soon. Oh. And uh, on on track, I've got uh, a young man, and then I took the, the young man from the Bundus in the Eastern Cape because I found talent is just all over. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah, and then we were, we were at one corner, and but talent is just all over. But the problem is how you grab it and how you shining it and uh, it's a big problem so I, I go out there and i try to organize even schools here in Gauteng for these kids and uh, I, I choose few that is coming very well and i've got a boy here who's already running 48 for 800 and i've got another one 148 you mean uh yeah yeah no 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 uh, 48 for 400 for 400 sorry, okay sorry, yes sorry, yes sorry. Yeah, yeah 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 and uh the other one is running now 67 for uh, a 21 from mm. 76 and it's still they're still yeah know, in the early stages this is the time yes this is the time so we decided we want to push all these stones and look under all these stones and we'll find this what we, we're looking for but because of the, at the end of this whole thing it's going to be helping 
Mzansi is going to be helping the province. It's going to be helping uh, the athletes themselves exactly. and the clubs, yes. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, the wish is always there that the clubs can, uh, or maybe not even the clubs, but from the schools, the competition can start kicking from the schools. Mm -hmm. And now the pity is that uh, those who are good, because at times it's not necessarily who is doing bad. I look at it this way, who is good and not advising the one who is doing bad. Mm. You see, that's how Mzanzi can change. You see, we need the good ones to come and, and raise their hands and then all the bad ideas will, will come up. These of not training kids, these of not uh, giving kids a chance. And uh, some provinces like your Eastern Cape, uh, there's a lot of talent. I mean, if you look at a singer, Stulele. Yes. You look at Yawa. Yes, Toyle Yawa. Yes, there's, there's a whole lot of superstars from the Eastern Cape. Yes. But Eastern Cape and Limpopo have produced Limpopo. the most uh, champions for South Africa. Exactly. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Dead right. But when you look at it, there they are not doing anything. So Gauteng is saying, okay, we'll take this and we'll polish it for ourselves. And Gauteng is doing just that. So we'll see all this. I mean, I came from the Eastern Cape and then when I got here, I mean, I was a Transvala, Transvala, and I was doing my thing here, and uh, that was an opportunity for for me, and I used it in a very wise way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man, a lovely conversation with uh, Israel Marake and uh, we are going to have more and I just want to use this opportunity to say thank you uh, to the guys at Fat Cats where Israel Marake last year came to share some of these words of wisdom and if you're interested um, in just listening to this especially those clubs that are going to the comrades marathon and i know that uh, clubs around the province uh, from katlehong to deep Kloof and several others usually have their comrades send-offs and will have someone speaking there offering some advice this man is the perfect man to do that because uh, he has done it before and he's been there and done that and achieved success the perfect person to speak to you uh, maybe in, at the send off a week before comrades but also now in the two months to go where we can plan something and you can still have an impact on your training yeah and that Murake, thank you so much for joining us and once again a big congratulations to you at ismo uh, the israel Murake foundation and partnering with uh, with uh, our pizzo mlimane here for the run against diabetes yesterday in ranfontein was well attended even in the uh, cold weather uh, well done thanks a lot and uh in that note, I would say uh, the race on Sunday was just a highlight to all South Africans that fitness is life. There's no other way. Fitness is life. Even doctors would always say, you must do something. You must do something because you are, you know, because we went out and we checked why people are, are leaving us in this, in this world. Most of people that are leaving us are found to be very unfit. Because even if you have a ailment or some disease that you are really carrying with you, but if you are unfit, you are rushing things. You are rushing to go to God, and God doesn't want you now. God wants you to stay longer. But if you are rushing, God will say, okay, my child, come, you see. And then we cry here, and then meanwhile you could have stretched some few years of mm. your life very easy by doing exercise, 
you know. So the race was uh, such a, a good uh, success. And I would again say thank you uh, to Pizzo. Pizzo came to us and he said, listen, I want to do this. We didn't say to him as usual, no, we'll come back to you. He said, right now, let's talk about it. Right now, we'll, we'll go for that. Because it was the first thing that we had, mm. the diabetic. It's so killing people. 5,000 without even knowing that they've got it. Mm. Then he thought, no, we might as well help the, the nation here and say, hey, this is the monster. Let's kill it. You know? Exactly. So next year, for those who didn't run this year, next year is the year. You come up in big numbers and this will show you the way. And there's uh, your doctors there. Lenmet is on hand. There's mm -hmm. so a lot of people to, to check have, your your to, blood sugar yes. to see are you pre-diabetic. Um, yes. As you, as you said, five million people that are pre-diabetic don't even know it. So all those things are there for us to check and just enjoy some health and fitness and exercise as a family every day. That must be a lifestyle. Exactly. As I always say, the family that trains together stays together. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will be there next year and. Uh, uh, for, 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 I guess you will see us on TV finishing uh, Old Mutual Two Oceans Marathon and uh, as well as the Comrades Marathon. Thank you, thank you, Praisi. Thank you and good luck to you. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.